Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is Dirt and Sprague. Holy crap. What happened? You got pink eye. With Andy Dirt Johnson. You and each other butterfly kisses or something? Ha ha ha, very funny. That's not how you get pink eye. You get it from... Poo particles making their way into your ocular cavities. And Brendan Sprague. I farted on Jason's pillow, a practical joke. He farted on Jonah's, thinking it was mine, and then eventually pink eyed my pillow. Um, not proud of any of this, but I think we've all for- forgiven each other. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. You can get pink eye from farting in a pillow? Totally. That's awesome. The fan. All right, welcome back in hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, and YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. Good morning. I hope everybody's doing okay out there, hanging out. It's the greatest day of the year, uh, and we're happy to be here this morning. Uh, Baker Mayfield has as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has more playoff wins than the Browns do since 1995. Team that drafted him. That's so good. I love that. He, he's uh, look. You and I, I think, have always been pro Baker. I, he got railroaded a bit in Cleveland, acting as if he was the only reason they weren't realizing their potential. And it's been funny to watch those two stories. He had to bounce around on the waiver wire. Had a good start last year, or a couple of good moments with the Rams. And you're like, hey, look at that. Maybe there's something there. Speaking of stories that came out of absolute nowhere, nobody gave Tampa a chance this year, and they're now going to the divisional round of the playoffs. I believe you could check tape. I probably had at some. Point in August telling you I think Todd Bowles is first to be fired because I thought that situation was going to run out quickly. It felt like it was, man. They won the division and they ended the misery. I think the Eagles players wanted to lose the game. I'm not kidding when I say that. It There was a bad vibe there and since Nick Sirianni cowardly got into the tunnel at Kansas City and then screamed at Chiefs fans, even though no Chief fan could see or hear him. In a game that they should have lost, by the way. They should not have won that game. Since he did that, 2-7, and seven, and since Week 13, statistically the <laughs> second-worst team in the National Football League in, like, eight categories. I'm with you 100%. That's why I, I took Tampa on the money line last I did night. Too. That I just, was my small win of the weekend. I have down big this year. That was my one small win of the weekend. Sometimes the vibes are real. Like, there was a thing. I, I argued this last week with Kansas City. Their problems haven't been dysfunction. Their problems haven't been character. Their problems haven't been effort. It's just been they can't catch the football. But they're, de- they're decent defensively, and there's Mahomes at, the, at home in the playoffs. Like, I trust that. I'm not terrified by the end of their regular season. Philly told us for six weeks who they are. And in the games that they won in that stretch, they should not have won those games. One of those wins was Buffalo. They had no business winning that Buffalo game at home. 
The Kansas City game was another one. I remember gambling on Kansas City that night. They had no business winning. They make a play late. You'd be like, all right, here we go. Philly, find a way. That's who they were early in the season. And then late in the season, they were getting drubbed by some bad teams and barely winning games that they had no business winning. They flat out quit. Like, tackling is just effort. It's effort and intensity. And you can't tell me all of a sudden Philly just forgot how to tackle. Tampa was doing it in open space because they wanted it more last night, and they're ready. Philly was ready for Cancun. Uh, so Tampa Bay is now going to go to Detroit. And we got that matchup. And Green Bay, the seventh seed, the first seventh seed in the expanded wild card era, albeit a couple years old, the first seventh seed to beat a two seed. How about them Cowboys? <sighs> How about them Cowboys? <laughs> uh, for a large portion of the season, Swigard looked like a he he kind of looked like a coward. And and some may still hold the opinion, but, but he jumped the ship. He got off. And then everybody had the right to chastise him. They were the second seed in the NFC. He's going into the weekend where people are like, ha-ha, we're the two seed. You're a Charger fan now. Mm -hmm. And we're back here on a Tuesday with a different tone. There's there's some wisdom. There's some experience. (laughs) I've seen that play before. You have. We all have. This is who they are every year. Every year of my lifetime, and now outside all the chatter of- is about bringing Belichick in. I laugh at that. I scoff at that. I there just is don't think it's no real. way Jarrah is no. going to bring Belichick in, <laughs> and there's no way Belichick would go there if he's got to deal with that. I'm yeah. legitimately. I said this on Sunday night. I and I I know it sounds ridiculous. Not as ridiculous as my Yankee Mariner take, but it <laughs> might sound ridiculous to a lot given the resources and the team. Is, is that a good job? I'm sorry. Like, at what point does the owner matter? Yeah, I mean, that, is that, that a good job right now? When the owner is that involved in the day-to-day operations, yes, it matters quite a bit. Would you rather see? This is a thing. Right now, you look at roster. It's easy to roll your eyes and blow this off. The Cowboys have a much better roster. Would you rather work for Arthur Blank or Jerry Jones? Arthur Blank. Me too. Yeah, I'd rather work for Josh Harris in D.C. than Jerry Jones. Yeah, I think the question though for Belichick would be who's closer to a Super Bowl. And maybe it is Atlanta, and maybe Dallas is a, has an overrated roster because they're the Cowboys. But there's something there. Like they, I, I think there's like they have a number one wide receiver. I know Dak has been terrible in the playoffs, but he's proven to be a starting caliber quarterback yeah, but, in the NFL. But they like, also played in one of the worst divisions in football. They got the DC Commanders. So did Atlanta, and they couldn't go to the playoffs. And who's their quarterback? Yeah. Who's your quarterback? Well, you're clearly moving on from Ritter. Of course you are. So now you got to go draft a guy. Kirk is that guy. Oh, okay, is Minnesota going to let him walk? Russell Wilson. Uh, no, thank you. I want nothing to do with that. Okay. Are you trading a first round pick? for Justin Fields? How yeah, much maybe Justin money Fields does, is in this. How much money does Tampa have to throw at Baker? I don't know what their cap situation still, if there's dead money. From... I hope he gets paid. I mean, he, well, he I don't, so that's year. what I'm saying. I don't know if Tampa can pay him if I'm Atlanta, and I'm just trying to win this division. I mean, they could technically tag him, though, I believe. So there, even if he's not under contract, you can tag him if you're Tampa and just say, let's wait and see for one more year. There's a report out there. I forget who said, who said it, but it, I saw it yesterday that uh, Chicago might be able to get the eighth pick. From the Falcons for Justin Fields. Yep. That would give Chicago one, eight, and nine in the first round this year. <laughs> Take your quarterback haul. and go get two receivers yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. DJ Moore is still there. Like I don't know if I would try look, I'm high on Fields. I would not trade the eighth overall pick for Justin Fields. And I'm I'm again I'm forgetting who reported that. But I like, saw that too. Yeah. That the idea of that is I, I I I'm just saying like I know they have talent in Dallas. I'm not saying they don't. They were the two seed for a reason. They also played a really S division. They did. The team behind him on the heels that choked away the division collapsed. clearly foundered and yeah. floundered and collapsed. Yeah. And their owners, meddlesome and annoying. Yep. Everybody was jokingly saying when he got caught on the camera turning 
at the touchdown and the Packers went up. Oh, he's calling Belichick. I'm not kidding when I say I wouldn't be shocked if he asked Fox and NFL execs to stop showing him now because he knew what we knew. They're about to get ran out the building. When they went down 14 nothing. you could feel it, sense it. Everything was over at that point. I don't care what the final was. You knew it was over at that point. Here's the problem mainly in Dallas, and that is that they are they are the epitome of getting high on their own supply. Like we argue this all the time as fans. When you realize that you're not there and you're not good enough, what should you then do in the offseason? Like if I'm Dallas the last two years, the only playoff win I have is over a geriatric Tom Brady. I've played the 49ers back-to-back seasons in the playoffs. How have those games gone? Not great. Brock Purdy was making his basically playoff debut last year. I know he had played the week before against Seattle. But it's a division round game against Dallas. He wasn't even that good in that game, and you still couldn't beat him. Brock Purdy's only going to get better from there. The roster is already better than yours. And instead of looking at that loss and saying, we're not good, we need to get better here, 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 and here. They didn't do that. They just thought, ah, you know, we got Mike McCarthy, we got Dak Prescott, we'll be okay. They didn't make any sort of significant changes. Or even the 49ers. They who, fired Kellen Moore, though, and McCarthy took the play calling duties. Yeah, and that's I, what they did. I don't even look at that as a significant change because he said we're going to run the whole thing was we're going to run the football by firing Kellen Moore. And they were terrible at running the football all year. That's why I didn't buy him in the playoffs. You have to be able to run the ball and you have to be able to stop the run in the postseason if you want a chance to win. They can't do either. Like, they're just stuck sniffing their own farts, acting as if they're a Super Bowl contender every year when they're not. Mm -hmm. They get to win 12 games because their division with the Giants and Commanders has largely been awful. They play good teams in the regular season. They get drilled. Hello, Buffalo. Hello, San Francisco. You mentioned it. They benefited greatly in the back half of the year by Philly. Something dysfunctional going on inside that locker room. Like, if now's not the time to answer hard questions, it's funny that I wouldn't be shocked at all if they brought Mike McCarthy back. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they just looked at it and said, ah, you know, we're close. We won 12 games three straight years. He hasn't been fired yet. If I'm the owner of the Cowboys, I fire him, like, legitimately in my post-game press conference. I couldn't believe, I can't believe we're sitting here doing the show and he still is the coach. I'm like, I'm still, I'm honestly shocked by that revelation by itself. I think you can make an argument that is the, one of the most embarrassing playoff losses of the last 25 years in the NFL. To be the first to lose to a seven seed. Them and Philly both had. Ju- I thought they both yeah. equally had as embarrassing playoff performances. Philly quit. They they flat out they, quit. They did not want to play that football game. You could yep. see it on the onset, and then Dallas comes in hosting. I I don't I don't know what to make of that. And you know what's funny is you're reminded that he lied to get the job. I, in America now, you can just lie, and there's no consequence. <laughs> that dude straight up lied about getting the job. I watched every play of last year and studied analytics. I know it now. <laughs> and then at the press conference, no, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I like, was just trying to butter him up. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Like, if I was Jerry Jones in that press conference, I would have been like, I just hired a guy who lied to me in the interview, <laughs> and I'm sitting here in front of cameras having hired him, and he just admitted that he's still an idiot. But he's nice, and he kisses the ring, and that's what matters to Jerry Jones, and that's the, to Swag's point, that's the ultimate problem in Dallas. It's the Jones family. They won't get out of their own way. If I'm Belichick, I, I would only take that job with the guarantee that you're going to back the F off. I would not. Parcel, it did not end well with no. Parcells there. I, no. Even though they're saying, like, oh, the relationship was fine. Eh, I remember watching that. It was kind of weird. You could sense it. I was a much younger person, 
But even I was kind of picking up on how weird that was. The Cowboys have been frauds for basically 20 straight years, and yet every single season there's a point in the year where whether it's a Cowboy fan or a non-Cowboy fan, you try and talk yourself, mm. this could this could be, I've been guilty of it. Like two years ago, I remember they got off to, when they hired Kellen Moore, they started like 4-0, the offense was explosive. I remember doing segments thinking, is Dallas the team to beat in the NFL? Like, is it, are they the best team in the NFL? And then they lost early in the playoffs, like they do every year that year to San Francisco. All right, I want to, I was going to try to get college football here. That's not going to happen. We'll push that to either 7.30, We'll figure it out. We got Nimick at 8 a.m., uh, a loaded second hour here. I want to play two audio clips when we get back, and then I want to talk about the Packers. I don't want to make it just a half hour of Cowboys, but I do have two Cowboy-related clips I want to get to, and then we'll talk about the Packers, who, yep. on the other side of that, damn, did they look impressive. So we'll get to that coming up next. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We've been in the business long enough to know that one of the best parts of the Cowboys losing is the audio that follows from, you know, impending Cowboy fan who lied to themselves all year and then says, oh, no, this is different. <laughs> the delusion in the Metroplex they're is all, uh, unmatched. They're around all... the... Maybe Yankee fan is up there. <laughs> That's because Cowboy it's... fan is Yankee fan. Yes. And they're all getting ready to put on their Duke Blue Devil shirts today. It's college basketball <laughs> season now. There was, I didn't send it to you. Laker I thought about jerseys. it. There was legitimately a news report from a Dallas TV station oh, out front it. of the stadium. It, yeah. And it's, was it the people from all over yes. the place? Like ones from yes. Virginia? Okay. Yes. I'm glad yeah. you pulled that. WFAA, a local news affiliate in Dallas, was stationed outside WFAA. the stadium. WFAA. WFAA. Pig vomit showed up here. And uh, this news reporter found a, a bunch of Cowboy fans. With one Packer fan, and I want to see if you can spot the Packer fan, I'll just give you a hint. Not talking is all I will give you the hint on. Here is the cut from WFAA. I came there, we lost, y'all ain't nobody else, man. Disgusted. I am upset, you feel me? I am from Virginia. 
I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sick. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Yeah. Many blaming the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then you go take over a new team, and you lose at home against that team. Without Aaron Rodgers. You know, It's that's... embarrassing. Others, the quarterback. No more Dak Prescott. ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, uh, the next stud. Let's oh, go. please <laughs> do it. Do and it. many fans demanding change. 12-5, 12-5, 12-5. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over and dealt with the cold weather just to watch this mess. We drove far for no reason. Fans say they were fed up and freezing. We're from Florida. We're freezing our ass off. I've been here since 10 just to freeze to lose. Not working. There was enough blame to go around as the Cowboys suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in the team's playoff history. And now fans are left disappointed once again. At AT&T Stadium, I'm Rebecca Lopez. Back to you. Great job, Rebecca. <laughs> Just well a, a splendid Dynamite report hit right there. Dynamite report. I believe Jerry Jones in the postgame labeled it the worst playoff loss he's experienced as the owner of this team. I love all these all these front-running douche canoes flying from all over the country to go to Dallas to watch the I'm from Virginia. I'm from Florida. Like, this is why we hate you. Uh, also, <laughs> we have a local Cowboy from Oregon. fan. <laughs> Uh, we've been in not frauds. They're definitely not frauds. Some back. How and could forth. you think the Cowboys are frauds? How could you? They won eleven games. How could you? They're dominating bad teams. How could you say they're frauds? They don't lose at home to bad no, teams. No. They dominate them. No, they do not. That makes them different from the Eagles. <laughs> and then they hosted a playoff game. Oh, I love you, Joe. Well, we got this. Face the music time. I'll start with myself. I fell for the trap again. Right? <laughs> Blowout victories. Nice little win streak in the middle of the year. Cowboys team looks different this year. Dak redeems himself. Thought it was different. But it wasn't. Get to the playoffs and look what happens again. You know why? No f***ing dog in them. <laughs> and another reach red coach that Jerry loves to have the power over because they need him more than he needs a coach. Let's take a look at the, the coaches that have beat him in the playoffs let's last few this. years. Yeah, let's go over it. Matt LaFleur, yep. young creative offensive coach. Mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan, young creative offensive coach. He's a little older. back even further. He's... Sean McVay and the Rams. Young creative, young coach. And who you got? Mike McCarthy with just <laughs> A-plus play calling game today. Just knocked it out of the park, bud. But most of all, no dog in this team. You get punched in the mouth. They look around for someone to say, who's the leader in that locker room going to step up and say something? Huh? Gave up today. Gave up today. So I turned that f***ing game off in the second quarter with four and a half minutes left. No. Knew what was going to happen. Second and it was 27 nothing. Keep going bad. Cowboys were going to come back. Once you know it, Packers almost hang 50 on them. Well, there's still time left in the game, so they might just do that. <laughs> embarrassing. Can't wait till Jerry senile and can't make decisions anymore. It's not going to matter. Because then he's going to hand the franchise down to his son, yep. Stephen. Yep. It's going to be the same f***ing thing for 40, 50 years. It's my life. No fight, no heart, no dog in this team. 
I need a f***ing beer. <laughs> <laughs> we should pull the I need a effing beer, I need a beer as a drop. Uh, I need a beer. Uh, I love the snow sound effect as he's walking. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was aesthetically pleasing. It, it was. was a nice little afternoon like, out. Like gravel like it was on the trail of tears. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Um, no. Like life's he, too short, Joe. Life's too short. It took me 40 years to figure it out. Life's too short. I don't think he's going to pull what you did. Maybe he waits to your age and he does. But he's not wrong in this. And I, I'm going to hammer this until the cows come home. There's a, re, there's a lot of really good coaching candidates out there, okay? There's coaching candidates that we don't even mention yeah. that should probably be higher on the list. A Raheem Morris, for example. He's done an exceptional job. He got handed a coaching gig at a younger age. It didn't work out for him. He's responded pretty damn well. Maybe a Raheem Morris is a better candidate than people are giving him. But what I took away from the weekend, it wasn't just that the Cowboys lost. Jordan Love looked awesome. Matt LaFleur, offensively-based guy. Kyle Shanahan hosting a playoff game, got a first-round buy. Offensively-based guy. You know, there was one wild-card game, Dirt, that you mentioned. Everybody came in. Oh, the defense. Oh, Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, be careful. Got torched. Bobby Slowick murdered that man. Yep. He took a rookie quarterback. That was, if you want exceptional play calling, I thought what they did in Houston was the best play calling. It was not predictable. It was perfectly timed. Yes, it was also perfectly executed. Everything was perfect for Houston this weekend. That's not an accident. Hell, the Lions. Needing it, coming out of the timeout, one first down and it's over. Yeah. They threw the ball. They did. And they got the first down. Ben Johnson, another really good candidate. This is why I say I want offensive guy first. And I don't know what the Seahawks are going to decide, the Falcons, uh, the Chargers, all of them. I'm just going to keep hammering. I just want my lead guy offensively based, figure out the defense another way. It doesn't always work. No. But, man, we had a lot of examples this weekend of why offensive-based is kind of the way to go. This, I think the Cowboy loss also, too, epitomized the – you cannot quantify it. Pressure is real. And this was a playoff game where you, you could not see two teams further apart on the pressure scale. Oh, yeah. It was Dallas understanding the 30 years of ineptitude – Back-to-back, or three straight 12-1 seasons, the playoff exits, all of that just mounting and mounting and mounting, as opposed to Green Bay, who's the youngest team in the NFL, not a care in the world. If we lose, nobody we're, nobody's going to laugh. We weren't supposed to be here anyway, We're man. over a touchdown underdog. Let's have fun. Come on. They came out slinging it. Jordan Love was loose. They scored a touchdown on their opening drive. It was. It epitomizes how pressure, it just builds, man. Like, there's a reason the Cubs' drought lasted so long and the Red Sox' drought lasted so long, even though some of those new teams or next generations of guys weren't there for 15, 20 years, but they understood the city pressure and all that came with being the Cubs or the Red Sox in the playoffs. The Cowboys are bordering on that, man. Like, this, this thing builds. Everybody's expecting you to win. Dak Prescott was tight. Mike McCarthy's game plan was terrible. But it doesn't just fall on one person. This is why that was such an embarrassing loss. Like, if you have Dak Prescott come out and throw three picks, a couple of pick sixes, I know he threw one and a couple more interceptions, but you could just say, ah, Dak, Dak, the moment was too big for him. How many times was there a wide-open wide receiver on Green Bay just running down the field running with nobody field. within 25 yards of him? Nobody Mus- could tar- tackle Aaron Jones. They could M- not Musgrave get a stop like he was life. fielding a punt. Yes, dirt. yes, he did. Like, that was a total team collapse, catch. man. <laughs> yeah. What, did yeah, you see him celebrate? Yeah. <laughs> Musgrave <laughs> stayed on his feet. Yeah! Wow, the whole locker room went crazy when LaFleur said that. And that's the thing. 
I don't think Mike McCarthy is a good coach. Nope. He should be fired for just simply lying about getting the job. Yes. Dan Quinn is one of the lead candidates for a few teams. Seattle was one of them. And I'm not saying everything's based on one game, but man, when the playoffs happen, that one game's a little bigger than just, quote, one game. Yeah. Their defense, their offense was slow starting, no doubt. They got absolutely annihilated by Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, and Matt LaFleur. They ate them alive. That Dan Quinn defense was irrelevant. There was no real pass rush. Even when they did, he just flicked the ball down the field. And you look in the secondary, and Luke Musgrave, there's a still shot of Luke Musgrave waiting to catch a pass. <laughs> there isn't a cowboy in 30 yards of him. Nope. It's unbelievable you could be that bad defensively. You have to be able to run the football so you can be multiple on your looks. And Dallas could not do that all year. And that's why I've called them frauds all year. They also can't stop the run. Green Bay ran it down their throat Aaron the Jones entire game. So good. And when you have an elite running game like that for a young quarterback, that's why Jordan Love looks the way he does. Give him a lot of credit. We were all totally wrong on Jordan Love. And go look at all the draft day takes that we had. They were awful, man. And we owe that dude an apology because he waited his turn. He has been awesome this year, and he's one of the bright young stars of the NFL, it feels like. Rodgers could have had that team. He could have had that team. I mean, they were very similar last year. He decided (laughs) to walk away and go to New York. But what running the football allows you to do, it allows you to be balanced. How many times have they just killed them with play action, man? You get eight, nine yards on first down. Here comes second and two play action. All of a sudden, there's a tight end 20 yards down the field with nobody around him. An awesome game plan from Matt LaFleur, a coach who we questioned and wondered, was it all Aaron Rodgers? Really impressive from, I don't know what happens this weekend in San Francisco. I tend to think the Niners are a different animal. We'll get to that. We'll wait and see, but still a very impressive win for the Packers. I I think it's back to what you said. No matter what happens this weekend. Yeah, it's house money. What a great season. And to feel like you found a quarterback. What did I learn this weekend? I learned a lot. One of them was, like, Mike Tomlin left the podium when asked about his contract and taking a leave. That sport seems like it breaks you when you don't have a quarterback. It just it just does, and it's not easy to find them. And so when you got one, you feel a little different. Swag, let me ask you. I know I'm against it, but I want to get your thoughts on this because I want to move on to something else. What do you do with Dak? If, if you're a Cowboy fan again, are you done with him? Or are you like, no, he can still be something He's also, I don't care what those stats say, that's a lying box score. Yes. He was atrocious oh, he was in bad that game. yesterday. Um, I think there's enough there that you can, you if you find the right, I think this is all about finding the right coach. Uh, for years, the biggest fraud has been hearing about this great offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. Their best linemen can't stay healthy. They have no depth. Uh, their line hasn't been good for five years. If you go back to when it was good, they ran the foot hell out of the football, which allowed a quarterback yep. to do what Jordan Love did and go to the play action. That's how they are their best. Dak can do that. Um, so I think it's going to be hard to move that contract. I don't think you're going to get what you think you should get for him in an open market. He's up for a new deal. This, I mean, he's got one more year left on his contract. He's going to try to negotiate I, this offseason. I don't think he's necessarily. I, you got to move on. I, I think he got the problem, on. but that fan base, but is it's done up with to him. the coach. It starts with replacing that coaching staff. Then if the coaching staff comes in and say, Hey, Dak fits my scheme. We, this is how we will utilize him. This is how we will make him better. Okay, fine. I'll give it a try. 
If the coaching staff comes in and says, Dak can't do what we want to do, then you try to move him. But it's about the coach, not necessarily about Dak. We have a lot to get into. We're back with a whole lot more. Dirt and Sprague, Andrew Nimick at 8 a.m. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, one downside of the morning show, love doing this every day, is that you're going to get some breaking news that happens when you're off the air. Then you got to kind of sit on your hands for a while. You don't get to talk about it right away. And this happened to us with the landing announcement last week, right after we got off the air. He said, I'm not going anywhere. You get that YouTube video. It causes a whole thing for a day. And then on Friday, we get done with the show. We go home, and it, it was building and building and building and building. It was only a matter of time. We're just waiting for the official announcement. Uh, it came out. Kalen DeBoer is gone. He is the new head coach at Alabama. He has already been introduced. He's already hiring a staff. Uh, Washington, uh, a little over a week ago, was playing for a national championship with all the hope and optimism, the most, I would say, that's existed in that program in a very long time, to basically a week and a half later, they have one or two returning starters. I don't even know how many scholarship players they have left. Their staff is gone. They have hired Jed Fish. But let's start with the outgoing coach first, then we'll get to the incoming coach, the news of Kalen DeBoer. Snake, do we hate him? Is he a liar? How do we feel about Kalen DeBoer? Uh, I mean, I, I, I watched his press conference. Um... And he had mentioned very emotionally, by the way, that the only job that could have got him out of Washington was this one. He said one of a few, yeah. one of a few well, jobs that could have got me out of Washington. I'm assuming that is a what? <laughs> uh, Ohio State, a Michigan, a Bama. But then again, the Michigan thing's pr- it, it's probably going to be open. It sounds like the Harbaugh interview with the Chargers yesterday. He's going to the NFL. Which, who do they turn to? you got to imagine they're going to go internal and not have to sweat this I think out the, very the, much, Is right? it Moore? Sharon, Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore. Yeah. I imagine he will be the next coach I'd there. I contemplate giving it to the D coordinator, to be honest with yeah. you. If you could keep both them in some capacity, yeah. I just I feel like he is pretty good. Um, I, I don't think he's a snake, but I can understand certainly why that opinion exists. It's the nature of the business that you're upset with. It's not actually the decision stuff. Yeah. Uh, You don't see this in the NFL because they have figured out the balance, the players' union, the salary structures. That's why this sport is so broken because so many programs are devastated year in and year out. Every year, you and like eight to ten other teams have to pucker their butts because they hope their coach doesn't bounce to the next big opening yeah. of boosters who panic because they weren't successful. Wait till Ohio State fires Ryan Day because he doesn't win a national title next year. Wait till Kirby Smart takes a job in the NFL, which has been rumored for a long time. Like th- This is going to linger around the corner well, again. Well, look at A&M. A&M just hired uh, Elko. Mike Elko, yeah. 
Their AD's probably bolting now for Ohio State. Like he's he gone. just got his coach, and now he's gone, and now a new AD's going to come in, and that's not yeah. his guy. So yeah. happened to, happened in Washington. Jen Cohen brought in Kalen DeBoer, and she bolted for USC. Very long winded way of answering your question. I personally don't view it as a snake, but I I think the the optics <laughs> certainly put itself in that category. I just it's Bama. Yeah. What do you want him to do? I mean, stay committed to the university that you that gave you an opportunity at the Division One level. Like I don't mind. Look, I get it. To me, it's the equivalent of the PGA Tour Live conversation. Okay. Like, wa- like I, it's Bama. I get it. Washington was prepared to pay him nine and a half to $10 million a year to be the head coach. Not there. a money. It wasn't a money decision. No, it wasn't. I'm, so I'm just saying, like, n- you just went to a national title. Mm-hmm. So you know that you can win there, even though none of the roster was basically built by you. It was built by the previous staff. But the previous staff showed that they could recruit there. The key part you got was the quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Two different staffs have gone to the playoff. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most storied programs in college football. Like, mm-hmm. we're not talking about Boise State here. I know. We're not talking about Fresno State here. I, I know. We're talking about Washington. Yes. And I don't mind asking coaches... Like if we're going to have everybody criticizing players for being Johnny, you know, jumping in the portal every sign of hard luck, you're going to jump in the portal and run away from the grind, dude. Screw these coaches, man. I know they're screw all they're all liars. Every single one of them. And I know it's easy to do when it's not your line of work, and we're not talking about millions of dollars. But like, I'll use the equivalent of building something up. We've been doing this show for ten years. It's been a long time. It took a long time to get to where we're at. And not at every opportunity, not every opportunity has been handed to us. We've jumped around multiple time slots. It's taken a long time to get here where we're kind of established. We feel good about where we're at. And we're doing a good show in the morning. If I if we randomly got a call from Pittsburgh to go do a show for a 20% pay pay increase, I'm not just bolting and I gotta go start all over again. The audience doesn't know me. What time slot do I have? Also, I'm a West work. Coast. They probably hate me. I'm a West Coast guy. <laughs> I'm comfortable here. I've proven that I can have success here. Like like there are there are things that you can consider when looking at these jobs, sure. and I don't mind criticizing coaches who preach accountability and character and togetherness and commitment and all this bull crap the entire year. Yeah. And the first opportunity they get, they, see you later. Yep. See you later. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm gonna go coach at Alabama. Here's what I will say. You want a hot take for you this morning? I'm going to give you a hot take this morning. Husky fam wouldn't have agreed with this a month ago. They might not. Is this a quake take? I got a quake take for you. You want a quake take? I want a quake. I've been wanting quake takes for weeks. Here's my Kalen DeBoer quake take. Oh, give me. The Washington Huskies dodged a bullet. <laughs> the Washington Huskies dodged a bullet not having to pay a coach $10 million a year who cannot recruit a top 25 class. They were going to have to pay the Pied Piper eventually. Mm. And it's hilarious that once Kalen DeBoer left, all Husky fans said, well, he couldn't even recruit. It's like, yeah, that's what we've been arguing for a year. Thank you. Dude, they were undefeated this year. Undefeated. It was one of the greatest seasons in the history of that program. Mm. They played for a national championship game. Do you comprehend how embarrassing it is to have the 26th ranked recruiting class in the country as a national championship contender? You're an outlier in the history of the game. You and TCU are the outliers of that thing. Do you know how many starters in the national championship game? Go ahead and play this fun game. Yeah. In the national championship game last week, do you know how many starters were brought in by Kalen DeBoer and his staff? I'm going to say two. Okay. Quarterback in another position that I don't know. <laughs> Swag, you want to take a shot at that one? Uh, it's got to be 22 total starters. Go over two. Come on. 
Uh, I'll say four. Okay. Four is the correct answer. Great job. Good four guess. starters in the national championship game were brought in by Kalen DeBoer and his staff. Yes. 82%, I believe, of the roster mm-hmm. was constructed prior to him yeah. getting there. Hey, you know what Jed Fish can really he do well? He built the entire thing, and that's my next quake take I'm going to give you. Oh, I'm another more, quake take? I'm more scared of Jed Fish now that, that, that Washington has him than I am of Kalen DeBoer. You were 0 for 3 against Kalen DeBoer. Against, against a team that he did not construct. You are reaching Yankee fan <laughs> More upset than Mariner fan Dude, level here. What what Jed Fish did at Arizona to me is more impressive than what Kalen DeBoer did at Washington. Arizona was a dead and gone job. They had lost 12 consecutive games when they hired him. He built that entire thing with his hands. Yes. Kalen DeBoer inherited his entire situation, used it to his advantage, and then bolted for the first opportunity that came his way. Okay. I love by react the way, to my quake takes. Go ahead. Gr- I will sit great down. Great quake takes. Do we want to? You want to react to my quick yeah. takes on the other side? Yes, I do. Okay, I want to talk about this. I think it's a good conversation. I think there's some things you're kind of omitting here a little bit, but sure. I love that you gave me two quake takes. His 96th ranked recruiting class two years ago was terrifying me. I was shaking in my boots. They were going to lose like nine guys to the NFL draft, replacing it with nothing, and I'm supposed to be scared of that? Get the hell out of here. Reaction to quake takes next on The Fan. All right, Andrew Nimbick's going to join us coming up top of the hour. There is one problem on the horizon that I see. Okay. Because I feel like Washington just did the same thing, but I will allow the okay. floor to respond to my quake takes. Well, I mean, I love First of all, Swaggart, I think we can agree, like, Quake Takes back in 2024. It's, it's been long We need more overdue. Quake Takes it in 2024. Good. We do. Felt good. Uh, take Quakes or Quake Takes. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> quake Roach should be sponsoring this segment. Uh, let's start with the uh, the first Quake Take, because you gave me two there. Dodge the bullet. $10 million a year is about what they were going to pay Kalen DeBoer. Uh, I put up a poll question, your first take uh, Quake Takes of the year out there. You're more terrified of Jed Fish as the Washington coach than if Kalen DeBoer would have stayed. I hear you. I, I, some of the points you've made, you've we've talked about on the show before. I think in the moment, Husky fans kind of rolling their eyes because they're having the success. It's absolutely a big deal. Also, hard to kind of say that coming off the heels of Washington has now beat Oregon three times. They have been severely out-recruited in both those Ma- all three See, of and that's matchups. where I disagree. I strongly disagree. Really? Look at the talent that was on this year's Washington team. How many first, second, and third round picks do they have? You well, could argue more than Oregon. Yes, but part of that is development. They were 4-8 and eight when he got there. See, but here's the thing. You're, you're, you're taking away the part that actually did make him a little different than other people is. That's fair. That, he that's helped fine. develop and turn that culture around like in a blink of an eye. Here, here's what I would say to that. Go look at their recruiting classes at the end of Chris sure. Peterson and for Jimmy Lake. Yes. They were a top 15, top 20 recruiter. Jimmy Lake was a great recruiter. So the recruiting classes were actually going into these years fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Now, the last two years, or really the last year, Lanning has separated because they're now back in the top 10. Yeah. And Oregon had a slight edge. But this notion, Washington's problem was they had a great, young, talented roster. They just, A, didn't have a quarterback, which I give all the credit in the world to Kalen DeBoer for. Okay. But they also hired, they hired J- Jimmy Lake and John Donovan. They hired a coach who had his head sewn up his ass and an offensive coordinator who was calling plays from 1983. Like everybody made fun of that hire. That's why they sucked. Yes. And then you bring in a coach with a pulse who has a talented roster. Like, I don't think there was this massive talent gap between – this is my mistake, and I did it all year. I think a lot of people did. There was not a massive talent gap between Washington and Oregon this year. The point that I'm making that in the years to come, there would have been because Dan Lanning is recruiting and building Oregon into something, whereas DeBoer was winning off the backs of other players and not replacing that level of talent. There certainly was an area of concern in Washington where you could look at it and say, well, all these dudes are going to leave. What are you what are you replacing with? Like but Bernard, one of the wide receivers, he's in the portal now. 
you know, that's a guy that's probably featured pretty heavily last next year, and they got Will Rogers. Not anymore. Obviously, he's gone. He might be joining Alabama. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think the element of Kalen DeBoer and what makes it difficult to analyze is he is not doing things that lend itself to say that's going to be successful. He just knows football. And I don't know what he would have replaced all that with, but there's got to be an element of you just kind of trust it. He's not a good recruiter. He's going to Alabama because he doesn't have to really recruit anymore. It recruits itself. We'll see about that. We will see about that. But I have evidence that says his entire career he has figured it out. No matter where he goes, what the situation is, that dude figures it out. Jed Fish, it was a great story. I agree with the recruiting stuff. I thought this was a home run hire for them because they need to get back to their roots and where they've lacked, and that's recruiting. If they plug back into that Seattle pipeline and you're not losing Josh Connerly's anymore. Dude, they've lost every good player out of the state of Washington for three years. They just, I believe, had the number one player decommit for in the state of Washington. For 2025, they finally got a guy and he decommitted. Yeah. And he decommitted because Kalen DeBoer is gone. Fish can be really good there. I also don't have a lot of evidence outside of this season that Jed Fish is the end-all, be-all of coaching because much like Kalen DeBoer, the dude hops around a little bit. Mm -hmm. He likes to move from place to place. His buyout wasn't what we thought. We thought it'd be 20. It's 12. Uh, Wilner saying he thinks that that kind of speaks to the leverage that he may have had over Washington given the desperation. I I think some of your stuff is right, but I think what we overlook is the element of what Kalen DeBoer's football prowess is and his entire career suggests he just knows more about the game than a mo- than most of these coaches. Here's what I would say. I, I He is a brilliant X's and O's football mind, and I will never disagree with that. And his coaching job was terrific. Like, he brought in Penix. Their offense was explosive. The re- it, it was a little more than terrific. It was mind-blowingly extraordinary. Sure. Not a single Husky, Duck, Beaver, Cougar, whoever – thought that that program was going to go to those heights with Kalen DeBoer. You're not wrong at all. The the reason that Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State are at the top of the sport year in and year out is not because Nick Saban is a better X's and O's coach or Kirby Smart's better than everybody else. It's because they have the most talented teams. Nick Saban built a dynasty at Alabama by recruiting at a level that nobody ever really thought was possible. And you look at every generation of player or every class that he brought in, when was the last time Alabama had a recruiting class that was ranked outside of the top three? So you have to have both sides if you want to build something truly special. And this has always been my argument about Kalen DeBoer. Nobody doubts his ability as an X's and O's coach. I just look at their situation and say, that was done with a roster that was almost entirely built by a previous coaching staff. And you could say, well, they're going to, you know, Bernard or Will Rogers are going to come in. Are they going to be Roma Dunze and Michael Penix? Was that all scheme or was that talent? Well, I don't. What did you think about Roma Dunze after the four and eight season? Did you think he was going to be? The I best mean, he was a sophomore. He hardly played that year. I know, but that's kind of my point. He though, was young and he wasn't ready to play yet. They had the the point I'm trying to make is the talent that is there or was there. No doubt, you're right. They also were a group of talent talented young players that had been seeped into a poisonous culture, and within like four months. He got them to what did they finish with two years ago? Eleven wins. They were ten and two. Or, ten and two, and then they won their bowl yeah, game. Yeah, something like that. I think they were eleven yeah. wins. The next year, that that in itself, that job, just by itself, is much harder. I also I disagree a little bit. You're right on the recruiting, the Jimmys and the Joes. I also think Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are extraordinarily smart coaches. Of course they are. Who use the talent and then manipulate it and outdo the other coach. Of course they are. They are brilliant minds, but they also have the most talented teams in the sport. 
That's why if, if you gave Kirby Smart South Carolina's roster next year, they're not winning a national championship. Yeah, but some of this is, I mean, Ryan Day has had one of the more talented rosters in college football. Yeah. Hasn't won a title. Can't beat Michigan. They go 11-1 and every single season. Every single year. And there is no no step backwards. This is my big frustration out of this. I wish that we would have seen how the next three years, I'm honestly pissed that he left. Because I wanted to see how the next three years were going to go. With him compiling his own talent, building his own roster. How is the program going to look now that it's truly yours? Because this is the, the, the one comparison and argument that Oregon has had over Washington, despite the three losses being painful, by a combined 13 points, now they're making that argument for Jed Fish. Hey, he was two games away from being a 10-win team this year. It's funny how it works when the shoe's on the other foot. Oregon next year is losing a Heisman Trophy quarterback, mm-hmm. back-to-back 1,000-yard rusher, the best wide receiver in the history of the program, the best center in college football, almost their entire starting defensive line, their two starting safeties, their best corner that they've had in quite some time, who might be a first- or second-round pick, yep. a starting linebacker. I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty it's long a list. big list, yes. Oregon's supposed to be better next year than they were this year. It's I, I saw uh, Matt <laughs> Preem said it's the most talented Oregon roster of all time going into a year. They added another elite defensive lineman in the transfer mm-hmm. portal who a was receiver. a first-team uh, Evan Stewart, who was yep. the number three overall player in the portal, like they're supposed to be better next year. Yes. This is the difference between acquiring talent. Now, you could tell me that Kalen DeBoer would have kept it together at Washington. I'm not acting like they would have gone three and nine next season, but the expectation has now been set to compete at the highest level. And I don't think with the roster that he constructed, he would have been able to do that. Maybe he would have gotten there. The big question I have, and I want to ask Nimick about this everybody says Alabama will recruit itself. Uh huh. We'll see. I'm genuinely curious. He's putting together a staff that people are giving him praise on. Again, to your point, we'll have to wait and see. Jedfish bringing in Noah Fafita and McMillan. You want to talk about restarting it quickly? That's a good way to restart. That would be massive for them. I don't know what they'll be next year, but it would be a massive head start for them in terms of where they're at. And where they could potentially be going. They, this is I'm actually trying to pump up Husky fan a little bit of just saying like I don't think the future is that dark. I know that it hurts when a coach leaves. I I felt the same way when Mario Cristobal left. Where do we go from here? He was the first guy that ever recruited at a high level. How does this turn out? Look where Oregon's at two years ago. This thing can change very very quickly. It feels like the end of the world when it happens. The concern about Jed Fish. We'll get to that in the final hour of the show. Let's start with Nimick though because he's going to talk some recruiting with us. State of college football. Where does Washington go from here? But Oregon Oregon State had a big commitment over the weekend. We'll talk with Nimick to start the final hour next on The Fam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.